0: Welcome to the Doorway to Self Podcast, a metaphysical container for all things mental health, all things human, and all things psychic. Because if you're human, you're psychic. Through the power of story, the gift of psychoeducation, and shared research of the human experience, we will delve into all things metaphysics to help bring to light the truth of your being. If you're on the journey home to your golden self, this is the podcast for you. Here we go. This is the Mental Health Revolution with Rachel Leah Gerson of Doorway to Self. Hello and welcome back to the Doorway to Self podcast. I am your host Rachel Lea Gerson and it is absolutely wonderful to be back for yet another episode. Want to give a big shout out to all of you who have listened to podcast episodes in the past. Thank you so much for listening and for tuning into this one, especially in the midst of National Mental Health Awareness Month. This is so, so gold. <laughs> so golden um in light of this month's theme i would love to do an episode on addiction And specifically the energy of addiction. Now those of you who are familiar with my work who kind of know my background a little bit um, know that addiction is something it's a subject that is near and dear to my heart. It is something that I personally have struggled with in a few different facets of the matter and it is also something that I have been deeply focused on as I have worked with the population struggling with addictive disease recently. Um, I just finished up my internship. I want to reiterate, I am not yet a licensed mental health helper, um, but I will be very, very shortly. And part of the process of obtaining my licensure was to do an eight-month internship, which I did at an inpatient and outpatient facility in Grand Rapids, Michigan, where I'm based and located. And it was so phenomenal to be able to work with these incredible, incredible human beings who were struggling with something so, so deeply in the core of their brains, in the core of their beings. Um, Because truly, that's what addiction is. It takes over your core. It takes over the core of who you are. So I want to start out with some psychoeducation here on the disease model of addiction, because this is something that honestly, even I entering into my internship in an addiction facility was only very vaguely familiar with, and it's because of my schooling. So I would say that the general public is not very privy to this idea of addiction as a disease. And... Also, a lot of people tend to, because of that, not think of addiction as mental illness. They just think of it as this thing that we have control over, that we have the ability to choose. And so because of that, I want to start out by saying that addiction is not a choice. A lot of people have this misconception that people can decide, you know, no matter what their um, drug or vice of choice is that they can just stop, right? You can just stop it. You can just stop drinking. You can just say no to alcohol, or you can just say no to drugs, or you can just say no to sex or whatever it is, gambling, whatever it is that you are hooked on. And that's simply not the way that it works. Now, it's important to note that, In order for something to be classified as a disease, it means that it needs to particularly affect a major organ in the body. And with addiction, you know, people tend to think of, oh, it's the liver or it's the heart, but actually it is the brain which is really interesting. So the brain is the main organ that is being affected by the disease of addiction, and it is what classifies addiction as a disease. There is a direct decline in brain functioning, and specifically, the part that is most affected is the midbrain. Of course, the prefrontal cortex is also affected, um, but the midbrain is our pleasure center. And it denotes basically what is pleasurable to us, what specifically is pleasurable to us for our survival. And what happens in the disease model of addiction, what happens in addiction is that when a person uses a substance and it triggers the midbrain to communicate with us via dopamine receptors and a whole bunch of other stuff, right? That happiness hormone um, that basically tells us, oh, this is a good thing. Um, when the midbrain is triggered in that way, it gets to a point in the, during the decline of the brain in addiction where it starts telling the person that you absolutely need this for your survival. And that's what happens in addiction is that basically the brain gets tricked and then tricks the individual into thinking that they need their substance or vice of choice in order to survive. And that's the scariest part of addiction is it literally triggers people to feel like they need to do absolutely whatever is in their power to get a hold of. Of their vice or their substance of choice or any substance for that matter in order to make their brain calm down and feel like they are surviving and that's scary. Now, the other important thing to know about addiction is that we look at it from the psychological perspective as a biopsychosocial model. So, what does that mean? Basically, it means that there are several different roots for addiction. There are biological roots. So, um, what's been found in studies is that um, even if perhaps your parent does not have addictive disease, that if somebody as close as your grandparent had or struggled with addiction, addiction or addictive disease, then that can easily genetically be passed on to you, um, and so there is this genetic component to it as well. So be it an a close relative like an aunt or an uncle or a grandparent, a parent, a sibling; um, those things can be genetically passed through to you. So there's that. Component, um, psycho. So that that would be bio, biological. Psycho, which would be psychological, would be the component of other mental illnesses that are present. So, for instance, if a person has depression or bipolar or schizophrenia, they are more likely to use and abuse substances and develop addicted, addictive disease because of that, um, as they are self medicating. So that is the psycho component. So biopsychosocial, biological, psychological, and social. And the social component, of course, is, you know, if you guys remember those dare ads from the 90s, these are, you know, that idea of peer pressure or fitting in with the social group or, you know, everybody goes out drinking and so you need to have a drink, you know, things like that. Um, Those are all those would all be social components and then a lot of people obviously including myself like to add the spiritual component on there as well So it becomes the biopsychosocial spiritual model um, And I will definitely deep dive into that today for you because oh my goodness seeing addiction from an energetic perspective Completely shifted my brain um, which of course is the thing that needs to be shifted in order to uh, heal. So in order to heal this disease, so I wanted to give you guys that background because I feel like it's really important for us to start destigmatizing addiction um, and and start treating it as this disease model and not as something that people can just kind of drop or stop or make the choice to. Um, You know, just like, oh, I'm over this. I'm not going to use anymore. Like, that's not what it's about. And the unfortunate thing is, is that the way that the brain works, even if somebody is sober or abstinent for years and years and years, as soon as they pick that substance back up or that vice back up, it triggers the brain to go back into the exact same patterning that it was months ago or years ago or whenever it was that that person stopped using. So that is extremely dangerous and um, also a very interesting part of the disease as well. And just goes to show how powerful our brains truly are. So I want to dive in a little bit to this spiritual component when we're tacking that on at the end, the biopsychosocial spiritual model of addiction. When we're tacking that spiritual component on at the end. What we're looking for is somebody who has a lack of connection to their spirituality. Now, of course, if we're looking at, for instance, the 12-step model or something like that, that might look like something like a higher power, meaning God or um, Allah or Buddha or whomever it is that you might religiously choose. Um, But it could also be spirituality that is not necessarily associated with religion as well um, and not associated outside of the self. And from the energetic perspective from my perspective and from my personal theory on the energy of addiction what that looks like specifically is a disconnect from the self from your personal essence so I'm going to go ahead and take us back to episode one on here where I talked about um, the idea of if you are not filled up with your own essence that is where disease and mental illness come into play and with addiction that's no different and I would honestly argue it might even be more severe than any other mental illness that there is in relation to this concept and the reason being is as I discussed in that first episode, if we think about you, your, your person, your vessel, as a cup and your essence your personal core energy is water and your entire cup is filled to the brim perhaps even overflowing with water that means that you are filled up with yourself and as traumas as different traumas big or small and i hate using that verbiage but that's how we tend to think of things in humanity unfortunately um No matter what the trauma is, those traumas that we incur are responsible for us slowly dumping our energy out or feeling as though we are unsafe holding our energy in our vessel. And so we start to form holes in our cups and leak out, or we start to pour ourselves all over the place or evaporate or whatever it is. And There is no such thing as empty space. There's no such thing. And so when we dump our water out, what fills it is air, which is another energy. It's something else, right? And so that air is a metaphor for whatever we might be filling our cup with and our vessel with. And in addiction, that air is representative of whatever the energy of the substance or vice is that we are using. So when I say substance or vice, I am referring to substance as any type of drug or alcohol, any type that we might be filling that space with when I talk about a vice I'm talking about the energy of that vice because that's what we're filling ourselves up with right the energy of that vice and the energy of the energy of that vice interacting with our personal energy and with our brains and saying oh the dopamine can be released now this is a pleasure this is a reward to interact with this other energy and so that's where addiction gets really sticky because and especially in substance use because you're also interacting with the energy of that substance and also where your energy merges with the energy of that substance and so what I was just about to say is that is where addiction gets so sticky is because we're not only abandoning our own energy we're not only interacting with this other thing we are not only interacting with the energy of this other thing, but we're also interacting with where our energy meets that energy and they merge and cause our brains to light up like firecrackers going, this is what you need. This is what you need. You can't get enough of this, right? This is what you need to survive. And, So what we find is that slowly but surely, you know, the disease of addiction is progressive, which means it gets worse over time. And what that means is that you're leaking. You are leaking absolutely everywhere. That little hole in your cup where you are slowly, slowly leaking out. You are pouring more and more and more and more of whatever that substance or vice is into your cup until slowly but surely there is none of you left and you are the energy of that vice or substance. And when I'm talking about a vice, I'm talking about gambling or sex or uh, being addicted to other people or shopping or Whatever it is, whatever your thing is, if you're somebody who struggles with addiction, whatever your thing is that you are hooked on, whatever your thing is that is communicating to your brain, saying you need more and more and more of this in order to survive. So in a big way, we can look at addiction as essentially... A cycling of vampiric energy so what I mean by that is whomever the addict is be it you or a family member or a friend or an acquaintance whomever this is that person is leeching off of the energy of their substance or vice but also The substance or vice is leaching off of their energy as well. And so what we find there is this nasty spiral where essentially the person's core, the person's essence, if it hasn't completely leaked out of the cup, it has merged with the energy of this vice or substance. To then create an entity within them, which is why we see people who are under the influence, who are in active addiction, be completely different human beings than we ever knew them to be. And it's so scary to watch that transformation, that transformation where we feel like maybe we can't trust them. Or if it's you who's the addict, maybe you feel like you don't trust yourself, right? Um so like there's this lack of trust there's a lot of manipulation that might happen there's a lot of um, neglect of self neglect of self-care trampling on people who um, there's supposed to be love and respect and admiration for and with um, taking advantage of the people closest to them Um, you know the list goes on and it's like I can't even tell you how many people I have worked with who, you know, I worked with them and their family members and, and they would refer to themselves as monsters and their family members would refer to them as they turned into a monster. I don't even know who this person is. This person's a stranger living under my roof. And so it, it truly is a complete transformation of, the human being into the energy of their vice or substance they become that they become that and in that what happens is that the energy of that vice or substance grows not only within them but in power in general and I think that's why we see a lot more addiction happening right now than we ever have before because here we are in crisis right we have the biopsychosocial spiritual model of addictive disease biologically okay we can we can see that component where a lot of people are genetically related to people who have addicted or had addictive disease um and so there's that. So, I mean, that would be there regardless. But psychologically, so many more people are struggling right now with depression, with anxiety, with suicidal thoughts, with psychotic breaks, all of this stuff that's going on in our current social distancing and fear, fear-based society that we're in. Um, so, and, and just that lack of social support can be such an onset for mental illness in general. And I just want to say right now that, you know, if you're somebody who is struggling, whether it be with mental illness in general or specifically with addictive disease, please, please, please go get help. There are so many people right now. There are so many mental health helpers, so many professionals who are offering telehealth services, and I just really want to encourage you to take advantage of those. I know a lot of therapists who are doing telehealth right now who know that mental health needs are of the utmost importance at this time and people are still not getting help because they're scared now more than ever, maybe because they haven't dealt with mental illness before, maybe because there is such a stigma around it, maybe because they're afraid of the technology. But I assure you if any of those are your reasons it's not worth, those reasons are not worth ignoring your mental health needs. Those reasons are not worth reaching out for help. And so I really, really, truly want to encourage you to reach out and ask for help. And if you want a referral, I am very happy to give you one. I know some seriously incredible mental health professionals who are offering telehealth right now. So if you want some recommendations, I'm very happy to give those to you. Um, so please just feel free to reach out and email me at doorwaytoself at gmail.com or you can private message or direct message me on Facebook or Instagram at doorwaytoself. Um and just yeah i i want to encourage you to do that because it's so important right now we have seen a spike in mental illness symptoms recently and a spike in addiction um and active use of addiction but what i was saying is that you know i think that that is really why a lot of the reason why we're seeing this upswing in the you in the act of addiction you know there are so many more relapses right now there are so many more people struggling whose maybe casual use has turned into uh, addictive disease and misuse and abuse of substances and reason being not only our current social climate right which brings me to there's the bio we've talked about how that hasn't changed the psychological component definitely has and the social component oh my gosh being in isolation people are using so 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 much more than they otherwise would be and so you know and and even creating gatherings for it like on zoom to like you know get your drink and meet on zoom and that's the activity And I think a lot of the reason for this is exactly what I was talking about before of the energy of those substances growing right now because people are feeding them and they are leeching off of people's energies and people are feeling helpless. People are feeling like they have no one or nothing to turn to right now. And so they turn to the substance and they're like, oh, take me, just take me. Right. And. So, you know, I think this just speaks to whatever energy we feed something, it continues to grow and it continues, if it's vampiric in nature, to feed off of us as well. And so we can choose to feed energies that are negative in nature, that are destructive, like the energies of these substances or vices, or... We can choose to feed ourselves and allow our cups to overflow with the abundance of who we are in our essence, in our energy, and then allow that to feed the energy of abundance itself and of unconditional love, which are things that are not vampiric in nature. Those don't feed off of us. They grow from us and we grow from them. There is... A thing in nature called symbiosis. Now, symbiosis or a symbiotic relationship is a relationship in which two species work together in some way, shape, or form where one or both species benefits. Now, there are three different types of symbiotic relationships. There is mutualism, which is a symbiotic relationship where both species Are benefiting from the relationship. There is commensalism, which is a symbiotic relationship where one species benefits and the other species just isn't really affected. And then the third one is parasitism, which is a symbiotic relationship where one species, um, which is the parasite, benefits, and the other one, known as the host, is harmed okay and so the way that we can look at addiction is in parasitism because the addictive substance the energy of the addictive substance is feeding off of the host the user the addict and so when we begin to look at it that way I'm not trying to instill this idea of you know, victim mentality or anything like that. It's not, oh, poor me, I'm, you know, there's a parasite in me. There's an energetic parasite in me and I'm the victim and woe is me. That's not the point of this. My point is, is that maybe the person didn't know, right? Just like the tree that had fungus on it, maybe it invited a little piece of the fungus, the disease fungus, to come onto its bark because it just didn't know any better. And when the fungus was there, all of a sudden it started spreading and spreading and spreading and there was nothing the tree could do about it until all of a sudden the life was completely sucked out of it and it died. And that's exactly what happens with addiction when we look at it from the energy model of addictive disease is that the energy of the substance or of the vice is feeding off of the human person with the body and the energy of that person as a host for the energy of that vice or symptom or excuse me vice or substance I really hope that looking at addiction from this lens through this lens is helpful to you. I'm sure I will be doing another episode on addictive disease, on the addiction model, the energy of addiction, all of that. I'm sure there will probably be several to come in the future because there are so many different facets of this and I find it to be so fascinating um, And especially in our culture, I just think we live in a very addictive culture right now we live in a culture that is obsessed with dopamine hits right how many times do you pick your phone up a day that is a form of addiction right there how many times do you text social media social media is a parasitic entity or can be can be if you have that addictive relationship with it if you are just waiting for that midbrain response where dopamine is activated in your brain and telling you oh you're loved because you got 600 likes on your picture or whatever it is. I've never once gotten 600 likes on a picture. I don't even know why I just pulled that number out my butt. But um, anyways, my point is, is that, you know, check yourself, your TV usage, your internet usage, your phone usage. Um, and that brings me to people, right? Which was one of my biggest, biggest problems was getting addicted to other people's energies. And then you really have to check yourself to see where is your self worth at? Why don't you feel worthy of being in your own body? Why do you feel the need to pull other people's energies into you and feed off of them and utilize them? Why? Why aren't you good enough as yourself by yourself? Why? Why are you better as these other people? Why are you better with these other people or entities in you? Why? Cause you're not, you're not. And then what work do you have to do to clear the trauma that told you? So that's about a wrap for today. I really hope that you enjoyed this episode, that you found it to be helpful, whether you are somebody who struggles with addiction or somebody you love is, please feel free to share this if it touched you or explained things for you with friends and family who you know will benefit from this. I I can't iterate enough how important the spreading of psychic and psychoeducation is. The more that we are aware, the more that we heal. We heal through educating ourselves and through helping to educate others. That is a lot of where our healing comes from. Ignorance is not bliss. Ignorance is just ignorance. (laughs) So please feel free to share. Of course, if this episode touched you, an iTunes review is always welcome and helpful and I am so, so grateful to those of you who have left reviews. Hopefully iTunes is acting properly today and you're able to listen to it through that platform. I do also want to take a moment just to remind you that there are still a few spaces available in the door openers support group online. So if you are looking for a support group as a sensitive person and you are looking for brilliant discussion and inspiring conversation, please be sure to go to facebook.com slash groups slash the door openers. It is donation powered and I am looking to hopefully bring in a ton of diversity into this group that is, I just want to make it accessible to whomever needs this at this point in time. So please feel free to check that out. I will also be sure to link that in the show notes. I want to remind you guys as well that applications for the Journey Apprenticeship Program are now being accepted as well. I'm just finishing out with my current apprentice and our work together has been out of this world, literally and figuratively. I wanted to read you guys what she has to say. So this is what she wrote me the other day when I asked her um, what she thought about the program for anybody else who might be considering doing it. And she said, uh, I teared up when I read this. Everything in my life has led me to the Journey Apprenticeship Program. When Rachel had first released this offering, I had looked at it and thought, I'm not ready for that. I can't afford that. I'm not good enough for that. That is meant for someone else these words this thought process and all that they were rooted in is the exact reason why I chose to invest in myself trust my intuition and take a huge leap of faith for myself and for my higher good through the 16 weeks I was witnessed challenged seen heard and empowered by Rachel she met me exactly where I was in and outside of our sessions Rachel provided thoughtful insight, powerful tools, and intuitive wisdom to all that came up as I dove deeply into myself, my darknesses, and as I began to recognize and befriend my bright light. Rachel creates a space that is fueled by acceptance, empowerment, embrace, love, and the knowing that we hold all that we need inside of us. We just have to choose to make the decision to open it up. Rachel has gifted me the gift of being seen for everything that I am without expectation or judgment. You can feel that when working with her. The time and space that Rachel creates will devote time to you coming home to yourself, following your own intuition and interpretation, and truly unlocking all of the magic that you already hold within you. Rachel is a gift to this lifetime And if you have the ability and honor of working with her, your existence will never be the same. I am so deeply appreciative of Rachel, her wisdom, her time and space, and for challenging me to surrender deeply to myself, the answers I hold, and the light that is burning so brightly inside of me. So that is what she had to say. I was blown away by that testimonial. So, if this is something that is calling out to you, if you are somebody who is wanting to become a practitioner or who already is a practitioner whether that looks like being a nurse and if you're a nurse right now thank you so much for all that you're doing um, or an energy work practitioner or a coach or a mental health practitioner whatever it is that you are looking to do that is helping other people to heal and you're wanting to do that more deeply And you're wanting to do that from a place of having worked on yourself thoroughly and deeply and opening the doors to work on yourself even deeper thereafter, this is the program for you and you can find it at doorwaytoself.com. There is a gold bar that comes up across the top of the page and you can click that and it will take you directly to the program. So I'm looking forward to receiving your application. If this is something that is calling for you, I'm only working with one person in this capacity at a time. That is what is called for in this work. Um... Uh, On my on my part is it has been made very clear to me from universe that only one person at a time for this apprenticeship program. So the doors are now open and they will close as soon as somebody steps through them for the next three months. So I'm just so so thrilled and excited. I'm so excited to see who chooses to step up to the thresholds this time around. I'm looking forward to receiving your application. All right, that's all for today. I love you so, so deeply. I'm so grateful to you. Thank you for listening to this episode, for sharing it with your friends and family, and for spreading psychic education. Happy National Mental Health Awareness Month. Let us destigmatize what should have been destigmatized a long time ago, and let's continue this mental health revolution so much love you guys take care thank you so much for tuning into the doorway to self podcast for helping to spread psychic education and for being a part of the mental health revolution i hope you have received exactly what you needed today for your personal growth understanding and healing For more information on upcoming workshops, retreats, and online events, please go to DoorwayToSelf.com. Thank you, and have a beautiful rest of your day.